Ready to rock and roll? I'm ready. One, two, three, boom. The pride of Beachmont. <laughs> Dude, the mystery man. You know? I know a lot of... Uh, the moment I put mystery man, I had that I had a mystery guest on John Graves Kayak Fishing. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people who kind of just immediately knew who it was. Yeah. You know? And I think your character has that. You're, you have a very mysterious character here. So I am just going to dissect that thing here on John Graves Kayak Fishing. Eric Siddiqui, welcome to the ranch, buddy. Thank you. How Appreciate are you? It. I appreciate you coming by, having a beer at the Rockin' Star Ranch, and yeah, just hanging sure. out. You got a really cool place here. I appreciate it. Nice. You know, we're blessed. <clears throat> right here in the middle of southwestern Ohio. Got a hell of a bass fishing pond right in front with that elusive six-pounder in there. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. If you catch fish fish around southwestern Ohio, then you can catch them anywhere. So. That certainly <laughs> seems to be the case right now, doesn't it? Yeah. But that's always been kind of the thing, isn't it? Going yeah. back to like Matt Ball, right? Isn't Matt Ball from around the the Midwest area here? Yeah, he is, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, if, you know, I mean, Kurt. Kurt yeah. yeah. You know, a you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the three horsemen that have just absolutely sh- come out of the gate. Robin Banks, man. Everywhere they're going, they're taking the cash. <laughs> Michael Grimsley, smiling Chris Anderson, uh, Chris, Army Intelligence, Hauk. Uh, those guys showing up, um, and yeah, Ohio. What 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 do you think that is? Uh, man, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like this is an area where you know it doesn't get cold enough for the you know the water to freeze over. We don't get to do that ice fishing, right. and you know in the summer they're just they're, they could just be tough with the way the weather changes. You think they'd be used to it, but. I've had more trouble catching fish here than anywhere. Anywhere else I go, it seems to be pretty fairly easy right. compared to you know at home. So right. if you could catch them here, you I believe you could catch them anywhere. I think you know? you're going to see a trend of anglers moving to Ohio just to practice mm-hmm. and then having their summer tournament homes down on Gunnersville or something yeah. like that. that I could see that. Nice. I mean, one thing. <laughs> One thing that's tough to practice here is uh, like bed fishing, you know, because a lot of times yeah. the water is so murky, you can't see the beds and stuff like that. Right. So you're just throwing in areas where you think, or you might see a swirl where you think there might right. be a bed or something. Right. So I think, you know, if I spent some time in Florida, that's some, something I've thought about to kind of make myself better, you know, in that area. And, you know, punching and stuff is another thing you don't really get to do much around here. Right. So, right. you know, I try I, to work. I have a boatload <clears throat> of fishing stuff to talk to you about. Uh, and we're going to hit that up. We'll probably do a two-parter here. Um, because I want to dig into your character. Okay? Right. I want to find... Because personally, um, I mean, if I was a 12-year-old girl right now, I'd probably be wetting in my pants. Because there's a certain... And I and I don't mean this in any kind of a, a odd, weird way or creeper way. But there is a certain character starstruck about you. Okay, your character stands out amongst these hoodlums in the kayak bass fishing community. And it did immediately for me when I entered it. Okay, so I remember you the first time that Eric Siddiqui, boom, I saw Eric Siddiqui, was at the Bluegrass Kayak Anglers Tournament down in Cave Run. Okay. Okay, it's my first out-of-state tournament. I was all pumped up for it. had my brand new Wilderness Systems 135 radar. 
You know, I was all jacked up, rented a room down there for two nights. I'm living large. I go to the tournament captain's meeting. That was AJ's last one before he hopped over to the Hobies. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was a really cool time to get to a very kind of monumental moment in kayak bass fishing stuff going on. Speaking of that. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Wait a minute. Hold on. Do I? Because I wear... Oh, my God, please. Yep. Oh, yeah! Wow, all, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so awesome. awesome. And we, right. we didn't even call each other up, I swear to God. There was no show prep. Wow. Well, for me, it's just one of the most comfortable shirts I've ever oh, had yeah. in my life. Yeah, but, I've got one of those, too. Oh, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. So we got two shirts on. It says Kayak Bass, uh, or the uh, Bluegrass yep. Kayak. Bluegrass Kayak Anglers. Yep. Um, that was a good tournament series. It was oh, a lot my of fun. God. That was so AJ is such a good you know, <laughs> director with, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. That's, that's why it would make the Hobies so great too. Yeah. So I know he was bummed when he had to, you know, give it up to do the Hobies because that was his baby and he built that up himself. Really? So there wasn't really anybody to take it over. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. It was such a treat to get there to the last one and see that Kurt was just coming off big championship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was there, but I knew Kurt from before cause we had raced mountain bikes together um, so, you know, it's a small world after all. Now he's into kayak bass fishing and, you know, so to see him down there, I knew Kurt, uh, met the Tacy's for the first time. Brian's a big character. Yeah. You know, um, they, and then you were there, Bert Guthouse was there. So I remember the early guys from that tournament. I was so ill prepared for that thing, especially in the light department. Lights on my kayak. Yeah. Okay. I had never really experienced an early morning launch. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been doing the monthly things, KBF stuff, get out. I had, I had done three or four of those prior to this bigger tournament out of state. Why I picked that in Moorhead, Kentucky, my brother lives down there. Okay. So okay, let's go see my big brother Steve and go there and just go for it. Dude, that I just happened to pick the launch where you were at, just by by just picking it off of the Google mm-hmm. Earth, having no clue what I was doing, and it was black. <laughs> and you yeah. were like one of the only few that really you had your kayak really tricked out with some lights. Yeah, if I remember, mm-hmm. then well, yeah, I do remember because I had to follow you out. <laughs> right, yeah. I had this cheap little headlamp on. And yeah, I was like, I always oh, use those Jack Power lights. They're pretty. Oh, small. they look cool. Yeah, you know. I and, was actually uh, um, talking to a new sponsor the other day about them because uh, he was fishing Chickamauga, and I was like, you know, I basically basically lived at the ramp on Chickamauga for about four or five days yeah. after I had a bad tournament at Santee Cooper to start one year off, and. I called up and ordered some pizza one night, and they're like, "How are we gonna find you?" I, was like, I said, "Just look for the lights." Told them, "Come to the come to the boat ramp." Like, How are we gonna find you? I said, "Just look for the lights." So I got a picture of pizza sitting on the oh, on that's the sweet. Of the kayak. <laughs> now, what lights yeah. are those again? They're Yak Power. Okay, and you yeah. use those now? Yeah, I do, you yeah. still use those Yak mm-hmm. Power lights, man. Those things yeah. are. Are nice. they the There's, same ones that you have? They've had upgraded their system and everything since, okay. since then, so I've got you know new lights. And, yeah, and, and they've got a whole switchboard system and everything that's really cool. Okay, well yeah. there you go, Yak Power. I'm telling you right now, sold those things. That was 
four years ago? Yeah, that sounds about right. Is that four freaking years ago? <laughs> yeah. And you were one of the first dudes that I, well, you were the first guy that I remember having a light set up like that. And thank Jesus, because we took off. You guys were, you know, I can't remember if you were under Torquedo power or not then. No. If I you was. just had the Mirage yeah. drive. Yeah. But I had that pro propel drive, yeah. you know, and I'm yeah. kicking about maybe. 12 to 1 revolution there, you know, right. but you guys were moving out and I was, it was like a spinning class to, mm -hmm. to keep up with you guys just so I could see where in the hell I was going. Oh yeah. But you guys were long gone. You were long gone and boy, you guys, from that moment I started paying attention to you, Kurt, Bert, and the Tacys, all of those characters. I said, wow, these guys right here in this area, um, are really let's just start watching these dudes and yeah. you guys have turned out to be like the most talented of most of them out there yeah. I, I it totally blew my mind that you grew up on the Beachmont Auto Mile no uh, that's I'm from Beachmont yeah 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 that's yeah we're born and raised right there I mean that Anderson. I would expect that you I guess we're the Raptors now so <laughs> <laughs> amazing yeah well once a Redskin always a Redskin right? Right, right you know right um so, yeah, so I grew up in Cherry Grove, which was just about a mile down from Anderson. Mm -hmm. uh, we knew we knew of Anderson having the, just the, that great all-weather Sparta track out there, mm -hmm. um, which was just a beautiful track. Anderson's a nice school yeah, there, but uh, it really kind of blew my mind. I would have never guessed that you were even from around here in Cincinnati. Yeah. I pick you as being a coastal guy. You know, Gulf Coast, yeah. or, you know, maybe down Corpus Christi, Texas, hanging out in the Gulf, or pick you up to be a West Coast guy. That's yeah. where I would have pinned your, you, but coming down there, Anderson blew my mind. Yeah. He's from Anderson? You know? <laughs> right. and I, yeah. You know, that's when I pinned you with, you know, the pride of Beachmont. Right, know, right. For sure. Well, Hoover wants me to have a different name. He keeps telling me I need to change my name to the Bass Terrorist, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have heard that. Yeah, You're getting that reputation. Yeah, I know. It's starting, <laughs> it's starting to come out, yeah. I saw uh, Kurt Smith put something on there. <laughs> right. When you mentioned something the other day. Right. <laughs> I think you're going to like that. Yeah. I'm That's from Brink. Right. On the west side. The only brewery around the west side. Big shout out to Brink. Nice. That's like the cream ale, I think. It's refreshing, isn't it? That is good. <clears throat> I'm not even a beer drinker. Yeah, I find that a lot of fun about the uh, kayak crew because they uh, they're into the beer and the bourbon, mm -hmm. you know, right, and yeah. sitting around their cigars and their socialized, um, you know, yeah. uh, a community. That's for sure. I need to work on a Cincinnati beer sponsor. I'm kind of known for well, you know, drinking a few. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm <laughs> glad you brought that up right there because that's one of the. Okay, Eric Siddiqui. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell you right now to a beer sponsor. Okay. Um, you, you stand out. Whether you like it or not, you stand out. Yeah. As someone that's showing up at the dock to dump their kayak into the water, you mm -hmm. stand out. You stand out very professionally. Uh, most of the kayak guys are. You know, they dress up like classic rock garage band guys. Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of got the shorts and their shoes, and it's just kind of whatever, and they just kind of... And that's cool. That's all cool. Mm -hmm. But but the kayak anglers that want to make it a profession, 
and I assume you do, <clears throat> will make that a big part of your life. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I think you probably grew up with some style in your life too, in a way, but dude, you are on top when it comes to style. Between you and Jennifer Muse and Dustin Muse, yeah. Like the most styling people in bass fishing <laughs> yeah. that I know. But you always, in fact, you've kind of inspired me, in fact, yeah. to kind of, you know, put the swag on. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is your character's very uh, brilliant and very strong. You stand out amongst kayakers. Now, your kayak traveling down the road, you're in a Hobie 14, right? Right. Brand new. Mm hmm. 360 in that thing? Yep. Oh no, no, not 360. No. I just got the 180. No. Honestly, um, I've personally had so many things break and stuff. Yeah. You know, I've heard, you know, there's been some things with the 360s. I just didn't, right. you know, there's things I could break on it that I can't fix. Like Jackson Orr, I know he went through a few last year. He's a good buddy of mine. Right. So, I mean, maybe they're fixed now. I don't know. But right. I just have kind of bad luck with that. And I know if anything breaks on this 180... Yeah. I could fix it. And plus, right. I got a spare, you know, right. just the old regular GT drive right. from the truck, which can make it through anything. Right. You know, so I could I can fix anything that breaks. I've had rudder cables snap during tournaments, everything. So anything that could go wrong with it, I'm prepared you to can, fix. So oh, that's good way that's to one thing that. that That's one thing that made me kind of stick with the Hobie and right. everything, you know. <clears throat> so you got that beautiful brand new Hobie going down the road on mm -hmm. a trailer and that beautiful Silverado truck. Right. Right? Brand new, isn't it? It's 2017. That thing, man, it's funny. Lift up the it's back nice of that though. thing. You're, that's <laughs> kayak life back there, isn't right. it? Right, yeah. yeah. I you gotta know, be prepared. You know, that is a beautiful thing, the stuff. How you, you can tell that you're a, very serious about the sport yeah. of kayak bass I mean, fishing. I've had weekend trips turn into month-long trips before, so I'm always prepared for that to happen because, you know, sometimes there's another tournament right afterwards and there's another one close by that I could, you know, get into that... You know, I feel like I got a good chance to win. I just, you know. Right. If a, uh, if a brewing company said, okay, let's do, let's talk about a sponsorship. Okay, let's be serious about this mm -hmm. because um, right now uh, the amount of breweries are just exploding. Right. Okay, but for good reasons. They're putting out good product. Mm -hmm. People are making money. It seems to be really stimulating the Cincinnati economy. Yeah. Breweries are making some money. Yeah, the but, banks are doing great. But they're not going to compete with advertising of Budweiser and Miller Lights right. and all that. They just can't mm -hmm. compete with that. So, mm -hmm. boom, where are you going to put your marketing dollars? How about wrapping a kayak? The guy that lives in a social or in the Cincinnati area that travels how many times a day or a week you pull in your kayak? Oh, I don't even know. A lot. A lot. <laughs> always, yeah. a lot. Always, really. Well, unless I'm, you know, getting something fixed on the trailer or something. Right, right. Would you wrap that truck of yours? Oh, yeah. For right, sure. for the right? Yeah. Right? For sure. Okay, so where I'm going at is how affordable, and I've said this before, how affordable it is to take guys like you and gals like them that are taking a new sport that is absolutely exploding. I mean, it's going nuts since... Yeah, what's, what's the first kayak bass fishing tournament you entered in? Do you remember? It was... Let's see. The first tournament I entered was actually... Um, man. Toledo Bend back in 15, maybe? It was the last KBF tournament of the year. And at the time, I had a Ascend FS128T from Bass Pro. I had a 
fifty pound marine battery. I was running my lights and fish finder and everything. I I rigged everything up myself. I I didn't know much about batteries or anything at the time. I just I knew that thing wasn't gonna die on me. Right. So, so you know, I throw. I actually um, as I had an old Mercedes SUV and I had a a little plastic uh, antenna on the top that stuck up about three four inches. I actually cut that off so I could slide the kayak on and off. That is amazing. And so I slid the kayak on the roof of that thing. I only fished on lines up until then. I fished three or four on lines. I just started that, and I won all of them. So I was like, maybe I'll go try my luck at a live when I found out there were some live events. And right. Toledo Bend was the last one. So I threw the kayak on the roof and drove down there. And my neighbors ended up being uh, Rich Offner and Jeff Sherwood, who yeah. are both Hobie guys. Yeah. You know, Sherwood was working for Summit Sports at the time, selling them. So they were talking to me the whole week, talking to me into buying a Hobie yeah. and everything. And then, uh, you know, I got on the water with them and watched them take off. I was like, jeez. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But uh, then after the tournament, I ended up beating them both, and they were like, you know what? If you're beating us in an ascent, I don't think we want you. <laughs> and Hobie, just forget what we said. <laughs> so you did well at Toledo Bay? Yeah, I did all right. Actually, I would have done better. They ended up, we actually had the hurricane come through, and day two, it hit us. And, it, like, I walked out on the porch and it was pouring as hard as it could rain. And I was like, eh, I don't know about this. And then I'll look, wow. I'll look over in the um, next door. Rich and uh, Jeff were still sleeping. I was like, you know what? I might get out here and catch one fish and win this thing. Everyone else might just stay in right. before they call it. So I'm right. going out here and see if I can catch a fish or two and win it before they call this tournament. So I went out and got in that and stayed drenched all day long. I had to pull that kayak off five or six times and take the ba- heavy battery and everything off and right. flip it over and drain it and everything. And I actually ended up, it, it, the rain slowed down for me in the middle of the day. They ended up calling it at noon, but I didn't have good service and didn't know and I actually caught all my better fish after that. So I think I would have ended up second or something if the, wow. my fish would have counted. I think I ended up seventh or eighth maybe. Wow, you know. so that was a good trip all the way down to Toledo Bend yeah. too. So that's not yeah. a, that's and then not I close. Qualified. Right. And then I qualified for the first national championship through that event. Also, wow! So. And that was serious. Then mm-hmm. they weren't they weren't accepting eleven hundred people right. for the for the right. championship. Then right. it was few of yep. you guys, you know. And um, yeah, Rich Offner likes his bourbon, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he likes yeah. bourbon. He was having a good time. I much. met Rich uh, at uh, Gunnersville for the Hobie mm-hmm. down there, and he was a couple campsites <clears throat> away from me, and. Uh, very classic gentleman. Right, yeah. Right, very classic. Yeah. And if we ever have uh, Hobie Worlds 9, which I'm qualified for and so is Rich, then we'll, you know, hopefully it's supposed to be in Sweden. It's been uh, postponed twice now because of COVID and right. everything, but but hopefully we'll still have that because we'll have a good time. Okay, so let's catch up to that real quick. Okay, because I want to talk about that, but we can't bypass your first one. Okay. Okay, uh, which is something else I was able to see, yeah. right, you know. To watch that happen, which is cool as hell. So you got, uh, so you're kind of right out of the out of the start with the kayak fishing. You were right, boom. You were, boom, making a name for Eric Siddiqui, weren't you? Yeah, I did pretty well. Right, and, you know, uh, it actually took me um, the year before I really started winning tournaments. I felt like I had an even better year than I had the next year, but I didn't actually win one. But I was like top five, top ten every event. Right. about so i felt like i had a pretty good year but nobody really cares unless you win so you know so that's kind of when i started winning after uh, that next year and i kind of i bank fished my whole life really um so you know my dad didn't fish my mom's from corinth mississippi so i used to go down there and uh you know i'd fish my uncle's 
of lakes. They had lakes and ponds, and then I'd go I'd get dropped off at Pickwick and and try different lures and stuff. And and some right. of them, one of my uncles was one of the guys who started Tom's Chips. So they all had routes, yeah. and and I would ride in those <laughs> trucks, That's and so just to make some extra money to buy some extra fishing gear, and there'd be just one little fan up in the corner, be a hundred degrees. <laughs> it'd be so hot in those trucks but just driving filling up vending machines and gas stations and stuff and i'd make some extra money go to walmart buy some fish more fishing gear and go right. try it out at pickwick just get dropped off there wow and, and yeah that's kind of i taught myself how to how to bass fish really you know so i didn't have anybody but i was i figured out what worked you know a jerk made a work in the middle of the summer on Pickwick. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that's really some good experience then. That's working for you now, isn't it? Then right. most kids don't want Yeah. See, I would have never picked that from a kid in Beachmont, that right. you've had that type of background. Right. You know, so... Yeah. People well, kind of stick with, you know, oh, jerk baits for colder weather, or this is for this. And, you know, I didn't know what to throw when, so... I mean, you could you could catch stuff on, you know, that kind of, I think, helped me open my mind a little bit. Once I started learning, oh, this was, you should really use your bait when it's like 155 or whatever, you know, then right. started opening my mind up to, you know, you could catch fish a lot of different ways. And you don't have to stick with what, you know, the everybody says is what you should be doing. Right. You know, just figure out what the fish want. Let, let them tell you instead right. of, you know, what you should be doing. See, is that your secret right there? You really have figured out to, the communication between the fish, you? <laughs> right. you know, which is a big part of it. Yeah. You hear that so much from the guy at the end of the bar, let the fish tell you yeah. what they want. And that's, you know, I think I'm starting to figure that out, but there's so many different formulas I have to figure out before I can have the fish tell me what they want right. to deliver. But you're right there, aren't you, in your maturity in this sport? You're that's right like- there. That's one of the X factors you can't really put your finger on when you see some of these guys, you know, Cody Milton and Russ Snyders and Josh Stewart and, you know, all these guys continuously, you know, they're always up there. Um, that's that X factor, I think. They could just, they just know what the fish want. They're just listening, you know, they could figure out how to catch them, you know, and especially in at times when they're hard to catch and other people just, you know, aren't catching them, they could still figure out how to, right. how to catch them. Yeah. Now, um... Where's the Siddiqui name come from? Uh, my dad's from Pakistan, Karachi, right. Pakistan. So, so is he a fisherman? Did you say he's, your dad was a fisherman? He's not. No, he's no? he's a mechanical engineer. All right. Mm-hmm. And he married your mother there. And came you know? here um, when he was seventeen. Uh, went to Mississippi State. Okay. He got set up on a blind date with my mom's roommate. My mom went to Mississippi College for women. And apparently he made fun of her roommate because it said she was fat, and so my mom hated him. And then he called her up a month later and asked her out, and I guess the rest is history. <laughs> so. so you can do that in Pakistan. <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you can't do that here. Yeah, I guess that's kind of worked out. So <laughs> that's so awesome. So is that yeah. where your style comes from? Uh, uh, the East? Yeah, is that where it comes from? Because you got some really cool style. Uh, I guess I don't know. It's maybe it's a combination of both. You know, I got a little bit of country, and you know, your mom like got some French or something in her or uh, how'd she end up in mississippi she's just a good old american girl yeah american girl i mean i've been told that the scottish irish dutch of her right. i i mean just kind of a mixture on that side i mean i've got redheaded first cousins so oh you would never <laughs> yeah. see that yeah you know you yeah. would never see that so uh between you and aj you could probably got the bet you got the best beard yeah in in bass fishing i yeah. mean it almost looks like you could just unlock that thing and sit it on your dresser <laughs> 
Yeah. It's uh, a very G.I. Joe looking yeah. beer. That's pretty much the first thing I hear when I walk into any bar is great beer, man. Great beer. So, <laughs> what about a barber shop? Yeah. Sponsorship. Yeah. How about... Yeah. I actually have so a buddy who uh, bought... The barber that I've always gone to is... Uh, his name is Chuck, and he always had this place in Mount Washington uh, that I've, I've been going to since I was a kid, and he just sold it to a guy that I went to uh, NKU with, so... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe that's a possibility. You know, combine all of those, but there's nothing better right now than a beard and artisan beer. Yeah. Did I right. say that? A beard and artisan beer. Yeah, yeah they kind of go good. both together. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, for sure. So you, when I first uh, when I first saw you, I thought I had just ironically saw like a couple days prior to that the movie uh, Three Hundred. Yeah, and I was like, damn, this dude looks like a freaking Spartan warrior, <laughs> you know. And that's the image you have, yeah. you know, like your face could be on the back of a like a big coin. Yeah, you know. Do you hear that a lot? Yeah, I've heard that. I've mm-hmm. heard. Uh, uh, what's the Dothraki guy from? Uh, uh, Game of Thrones. I've heard that guy. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I absolutely. Yeah, I see that. Too. So you're gonna pull out the weapons. See, I could. You're the guy that's got the swords. You're not the one that. Not near that big and buff, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I like to spend my time fishing, not at the gym. <laughs> okay, so if 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 uh, Rod uh, and real combos were swords, how many are you taking out on the water with you? Man, uh, usually around ten. That's a lot. Yeah, it's. You got, you got, and you have figured out each and every one of them, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Uh, and I mean, I bring ten out because I feel like I could catch fish on any one of them. And that's a lot of the times. So, um, and you know what? Things change so fast. You know, if we could agree, it cha- things change day to day. They change hour to hour. Yeah. Why wouldn't you, you know, bring something out there in case things do change? Right. And we all know we can't rely on the weather, man. So right. <laughs> so right. you know, I like to be prepared. I don't want to have to go to my truck to grab something or think, man, if I only had that bait with me, then I don't right. know it work right now. So I'd rather just have it all with me, and and if I decide, you know, it's the right time to throw something, I'll pull it out and throw it. Now, do each and every like each and every one of those rod and reel combos that you got set up have a different style of lure or are some of them set up similar but you might just have different color plastics on it or something does that make sense yeah a lot of them are are pretty specific to what i want to throw on it um some of them i can throw you know like i'll have a football jig rod or um, a rod i like throw swim jigs on and i might be, be able to get away with throwing you know either one on either rod but one's just a little bit better for for that style bait you know, so I could get away if, say, if I broke a rod, I'd get away with throwing it on, you know, maybe my swim jig rod or, right. or something. But, but generally, I, I have rods set up for, what I want to throw throw them on. Like uh, the one I was just showing you, yeah. you know, that I've been looking, for a while for the right rod to throw that that bait on. Yeah. And, you know, finally found that right action and everything. Right. You know, um, I I use really heavy rods for. Uh, I mean, I, I use as heavy as I get away with for a lot of things, you know, uh, even spinning stuff, you know, like I do well in St. Clair. A lot of people use, you know, six pound line, stuff like that. Lowest I've ever gone is eight. Um, and I'll throw uh, 16 on my tubes. You know, I throw right. more like a jig than I throw. Right. You know, a lot of people throw, you know, their tubes. Because you're bringing in hammerheads, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, want, I don't want to go light on those, 
oh on those God. big bass. And if they're if they're not scared of my line, I'm not scared to set the hook on that heavy line. You and Jackson had a good time up there, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, when we two did. guys are next to each other in kayaks with smiles that are just massive, mm-hmm. uh, and you'd be a good candidate for Crest Ivory too, yeah. for like toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, you know, with that big smile you got. Or any dental place, by the way, you know. That wants to advertise. Right. Uh, but you guys holding up those big small mouths. Oh, my God. Do you like... Is that one of your favorite places to fish? Oh, yeah. It, it's just one of those places. It's a special place. It's it's amazing. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's one of those places, you know, when you go to a lot of places, you get there and they're like, oh, man, you should have been here last week. You should have been here last month. You should have been here last year. You should have been here three years ago. It was amazing. And... That's one place, St. Clair, you never hear that because they don't right, have to make excuses. Amazing. <laughs> it's, it's amazing right now, and, it, and I still think it's probably the best fishery in the country right now. Wow. And it's one of those stories, too, where, you know, those gobies, you know, got introduced there, and, you know, it's one example of invasive species actually helping a fishery because that's why those smallmouth, you know, they just got those little sausages right. swimming around. They're just right. sucking them down. Right. And, you know, I've, I heard that... Um, uh, a two-year-old fish on St. Clair is four pounds. Just, Which boom. is crazy. There's <laughs> but, not like a nuclear plant there anywhere close or anything <laughs> else there now. Just a little sausage <laughs> swimming around, I guess. Right. I don't know, but that place is unreal. And and the thing about that place, too, normally I could tell you when I hook into a fish, you know, generally I could tell you how big it is, you know, before I get a look at it. St. Clair, you can't tell. Like, a 17-inches fight, like, 20 pluses you you can't tell even even when they jump you can't usually tell they just they're they're so strong and 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 thick you just can't tell how long they are until you get them in the net and sometimes even on the board you're just like oh that was was a good one and you look at it in the net like dang that might might be a 17 and a half inch i thought i had a 20 right i gotta look at them at least 19 tail come out a little bit more Jack, yeah, he's short. It's crazy. That's got to be incredible. I've, you know, I've the biggest bass I've ever caught was a twenty-one and a half inch bass. I couldn't imagine catching. How, what's the biggest smallmouth you've caught? The biggest smallmouth was I mean, twenty-one like, and a half. Right. And God. that was on, and that was on uh, Pickwick Lake, because they aren't that long on. You can catch them that long on St. Clair, but uh, the longest I've caught two twenty-ones on St. Clair. I've never, but they're probably, you know, six plus pounds. And weigh them, but that's got to be a scary hook set. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no. one of them, both of them were during tournaments. Also, uh, heart race Kobe's. a little bit. Oh yeah, and I remember the second one specifically because I had a, a net rig on, eight pound line on my spinning rod, <clears throat> and I hooked into a drum. That's ten plus pounds. Right. Fight the thing forever. Get them up there like drum. Let them go. I hook into another one. I get up there, it's like a 10 plus pound drum, drum, drum again. I'm like, geez. So then I grab my, my tube, you know, with my 16 pound line. I like throw on it. I cast that thing out, bit right again. I'm sure it's a drum again. So I'm just horsing this thing in, just like, I'm done with this. I'm yeah. just reeling it as fast yeah. as I can. Swims out from under the kayak. It's 21 inch small. Oh <laughs> like, my and it's gosh. green because I brought him in as fast as I could. Yeah. <laughs> so he is wild. So I was wow. lucky to line that one up. <laughs> wow, so putting that's, him in the net, he was thrashing the oh, yeah. nuts, that's right? Oh, yeah, 16-pound line, that, you know, a heavy hook that I use on my tubes that really helped, so, because I, you know, I, I brought that thing in fast. So. What's the what's the Eric Siddiqui process of taming a big, crazy fish down for a submission with a picture? Oh, 
What do you do in that process? A lot of people keep them in the net. A lot of people just throw them up on their lap. That scares me to death. Yeah, what what yeah. do you do? Actually, uh, I fished um, in Ohio. Uh, it was, I can't remember the name. It was Todd Patrick's tournament series. Uh, fished last year up in Clear Lake, Ohio. And I had a guy tell me that the way I measure fish is the most reckless thing he's ever seen. <laughs> I catch a fish, throw him in the net, put the board on my lap, and lay him down there right, right on the board. And I just kind of like, just pet him, get him to calm down, right. just wait for him to lay that tail down. Right. You know, I, I mean, I've lost fish before, but it's been a long time since I lost anything that mattered. So don't don't you believe there's kind of a bass whisper thing yeah. that you the technique that you pick you, up when you get your hand on them you could feel when they start to tense up when they're about to jump or yeah. something you could feel that so you get you're ready for it you know you you know you like sometimes I'll bear hug them like right. <laughs> just make right. sure they they're gonna go anywhere you know just it just depends I just when I when I feel them start to tense up I know it's coming so uh. have you ever had that just totally heartbreaking moment with a big fish that would have made a big difference. Have you ever had one of those moments? It happened to me one time a long time ago when I was fishing an online event and I lost a fish that would have won me the online uh, off the board like that. Yeah. And all, well, it also happened in another online event. Um, I got a picture of the fish that I needed, I think I needed a 20 and a half. And so I go out fishing and I catch that 20 and a half I needed. And I'm like, it's 20 and a half on the dot. You can't, you can't beat that. And I was just, and I got a call at the same time from my girl. And I'm like, you know, I just got this fish I needed. And, you know, I'd, I'd yeah. call you later or whatever, you know. So I get the fish on the board, get the picture and everything. And I get home and I look at the leaderboard and the, the fish isn't there. I'm like, what is going on? And I go to look at the fish and my heart sunk. I realized I didn't put the identifier in the oh, picture. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I was like, I blame my girl. I was like, I never, uh, never have done that before. Uh, you called me right when I was like, right. don't ever call me when I'm fishing again. <laughs> You're right. You can't do that. You know, but I mean, that was, that was good because she didn't call me when I was fishing any tournaments yeah. ever again. So yeah. <laughs> that, but uh, yeah, that, that was, that was fun. <laughs> and that does happen. I mean, yeah, you do. You get thrown out of sync. You don't yeah. have your regular game on. Yeah. You know, I so you're not the only one that has told the significant others, do not call yeah. during the hours of 6 o'clock right. and uh, 3 o'clock. Yeah. You know, if, if you hear from me, it's not good. Right. I'll send you some pictures if it's really great. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Now the problem is I'm trying to tell my six and seven year old boys not to do it because they're trying to FaceTime me when I'm on the water. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to take a picture and their FaceTime pops up. I'm like, oh gosh. That's <laughs> Lay the fish down there and like, just, you know, talk to them for a minute. <laughs> like, hey guys, I'm, uh, kind of fishing the tournament here so uh i'll call you when i'm done like Barry look here's time. the water you know there's the fish i got so i'll call you right. i'll call you later just just i'll call you when i'm done yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's tough to do sometimes yeah it is it, yeah it is yeah that's cool six and seven years old mm -hmm. yeah what's their names zayden and lofton Zeta and Lofton? Zayden and Lofton. And Lofton. Zayden and Lofton. That's, yeah. Those are cool. Those are unique names. Those yeah. are not your names you pick out at your point of purchase book that says 50 great names. Right. Where'd those come from? Uh, um, thought Zayden sounded cool and yeah. Lofton was, you know, then I kind of saw there was a bunch of kids getting named Zayden. So yeah. I was like, uh, we like Lofton and I was yeah. like... Yeah, I was good. like, I think that's a cool name. It's not something, you know, I, I've i always gone by Siddiqui, even in high school and everything, because yeah. there's too many Eric's. So, like, people would yell, Eric, and I wouldn't even turn around, because mm -hmm. there's just probably, 
even if they're talking to me, I just <laughs> got right. tired of it. So right. I was like, if he gets here, here's his name called, he'll know. Yeah. <laughs> it's him at least. So, yeah, Siddiqui uh, stands out. That's mm-hmm. a great name. That's a great name, mm-hmm. man. That's cool. Um, so you were, you got some, like, hunting background, too, don't you? I mean, you're, you're not... Not really. Um, my uncles hunted and everything, you know, uh, in Mississippi. They were big hunters, but I never really went with them or anything, but... Um, you know, a lot of my buddies, since I started kayak fishing stuff in the off season, you know, during the winter, they'd all hunt uh-huh. and stuff. So my parents have some property here, so, and they have enough property to hunt, which is kind of rare for, you know, Anderson area. Right. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to get a crossbow and a, and a trail cam and, yeah. and go out here and see what's out there and start to get some big deer on the trail yeah. cam. So I, I went out first time out, uh, I killed a doe. And I was like, right, and I freezer? For a little awesome. freezer. I'm like, all right, now I'm only going after a buck. And I, uh, so I went out there the next time, maybe a couple weeks later, and sat up there till almost dark. Um, if, it, if that deer had waited 10 more minutes, I wouldn't be able to shoot him. Right. And he comes walking out, and I was actually waiting for a, a, a deer with a bigger rack, more points yeah. on him. Uh, but I was like... Yeah, my first go. deer, I can't pass right, this guy okay, up, right. so uh, I shot him, he ended up being a, a giant eight-point, I think he's yeah. just under 150. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good You know, my buddies, like, you know, that hunt, they're like, like, what the heck, we've been killed, we've been hunter all lives, I haven't killed one that day. Right, right. Dude, I was like, yeah, that was my second time out, too. Right, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Well, you're, you're probably unique with the parents, we're yeah. in New Anderson, of having a, a really tight funnel route right. through there where that thing has yeah. to move through there. Mm-hmm. You know, your buddies who are fishing or uh, hunting out oh, in yeah. Moscow, man, those bucks will smell you a right. mile away. Right. They know what those uh-huh. cheese curls smell like that you were eating on the way out there, <laughs> right. you know. Oh, man, I went all out, though. I sprayed myself down on everything, had the, the wash for my... Uh, you know, suit and everything. Yeah. You know, I was. Oh, he can smell me. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Awesome. I was all about it. I wasn't gonna let. You know, I was. But uh, then after you know, I killed him. I was like, what do I do now? Now I just now I need to go fishing again. <laughs> right. So yeah. you. So you. That was you've jumped into a tree and you've got you a nice eight pointer. Yeah. And uh, just kind of jump back into fishing. So yeah. that's where you've been around right now. Yeah, so true. you don't do a whole lot of online tournaments now, do you? Not really. I've started doing the KBBT um, tournaments. Yeah, the bracket. Right. Which you've moved up into number eight. Right. Yeah, What's the, that mean? The lead eight. So yes. um, the KBBT, they started the bracket series last year when, you know, they're canceling all the kinds of tournaments because of COVID and stuff. So they started the it's like NCA bracket style tournament series. And I started fishing a few. And, um, you know, then when they started the tournaments back up, I would end up on a lake where I probably wasn't going to beat, you know, whoever I was up against, you know, so I, you know, I usually get out sweet 16 area or whatever. But, um, then this year I had to wait for my Hobie to come in and everything. So, and then my, uh, I was going to go to Dardanelle where I tied for first last year and my truck, um, had some electrical problems. So I, and I was like, I'm not going to get any pre-fish in there. Um, and, uh, my buddy told me about a tournament up on St. Clair. I was like, I'm just going to go. You know, I'll get, I can, I'll be good with a day of pre-fishing on St. Clair. Right, right, <laughs> so, right. so I just go do that instead, and I go past around to 64. I went back up there and fished around to 32 and 16 and got past there. And so now I'm in the lead eight, and um, there's a lot of good money on the line. I think there's around 1000 for big bass, maybe more. Uh, there's even, you know, 600 bucks on the line for the week of one day of pre-fishing on Thursday. 
Um, they've got all kinds of side bets going on. Um, Fine. Four grand a second and ten grand a first and eight place gets eight hundred or nine hundred. So they got some Vegas of, odds on that. Yeah, thing. a lot of good money. Yeah. <laughs> so who's the other seven? Uh, I can tell you, who I'm facing is John Warchall. Uh huh. Um, there's a guy Jim Louvier who I'm told is out of Texas is pretty good. Um, Conrad Benetti out of Florida. He's kind of made a name for himself. He's quite a character. He's a pretty cool guy. So I'm looking forward to meeting him. Um, uh, Adam Patron is another guy who's supposed to be really good. Um, um, oh, there's a guy, uh, John Fox, who's apparently came from boats. Who's, who's pretty good too. Um, a couple more guys who came. Nice, good yeah, job on that. Yeah. Remembering the dudes, I yeah. thought I was going to put you in the spot with that. <laughs> that's that. yeah, like, that's a couple I can... Good job, yeah. um, good job. So, hey, I want to talk to you. Uh, we're we're going to take a break, okay? I want to talk to you. Come back and talk to you about one, um, uh, the Hobie World stuff that you did. Okay, uh, which I have. I personally, as a fan of Eric Siddiqui, haven't heard enough of. Yeah, and then two about your. Um, uh, Logan Martin Bassmaster classic experience, which okay. I think is a big, big, huge moment in history for kayak bass fishing. Yeah. Would you agree? I would agree. Yeah. I agree. Good. We'll be right back. Forget this, dude. Just, just take these pliers and rip it the fuck out. Right. <laughs> like I'm done. Rip it out, please. He's <laughs> like, he's like. Are you sure? I'm like, just rip it out. I don't oh care what happens. He's like, you sure you don't want to go to the hospital? I'm like, nope. I've got all my stuff ready to go. I'm going fishing. Just rip this thing up. <laughs> he rips it out. And I'm like, I've just never felt that much relief. <laughs> it's like the moment it came out. Yeah, the moment it came out, it was so much relief. And like, it really didn't hurt after that. And I was just like, oh god. I was like, I need a beer now. And the guy goes. I need a beer too. He's like, I got some in the truck. You want one? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> so he goes in his truck, grabs a beer, and we stood there at the boat ramp like eight in the morning drinking beer. <laughs> uh, was that a pre-fishing day? Or? Mm-hmm. That was the day before. The day before. The, I got that there. Time. I got that that one day to pre-fish. So yeah. I wasn't going to the hospital. Wow. Wow. What about that? Well, welcome back to John Graves Kayak Fishing. Sure. Another beer that. Uh, yeah, I'll take that, sir. Uh, this one. Well, that's all right. That's why we got concrete floors here at the Rock and Star oh, Ranch. Works. Love it. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I'm, we're going to need another one. The, oh, <laughs> is that what happened? I said it on the empty one. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Well, we got, uh, did you, how about the, did you drink that vanilla porter? I did. How was that? That was good. That was, was that the first good? one, right? Yeah, that was really we, good. Oh, we got an angry orchard crisp apple. That's all we got left. Well, that's what happens when uh, you invite Siddiqui over. That's it. Awesome. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I'm so happy Siddiqui's here, man. The mystery man of kayak bass fishing. That's for sure. Okay, here we go. Here, wait a minute. You got that really cool yak gadget thing. You're all yak gadget out. Actually, you got the lighter, so. You can do it with a lighter? <laughs> so you're like, you are really like kind of like a MacGyver kind of a guy, too, aren't you? I guess so. Like, you gotta be prepared for anything. Right? That's why the back of my truck looks the way it does. Right. Too. And But you know you what? Know? You're neat, though. Yeah. You're tidy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to be organized or right. it just, it's, it just, I'll finish this. Still got some in there. <laughs> yeah. But it just gets to be, uh, 
you know, it's, there's so much to remember and there's so much to do, you know, to go out on the water. And then you never know what you might, might need if something on the trailer breaks, something on the kayak breaks, you know, you got to have all kinds of tools and spare parts and, you know, everything. So, right. and you've got to be, you know, pretty organized and to know where all that stuff is, you might need it pretty quick. So right. that's, that's why, you know, you really need to do that. I mean, I have a list that I go through, um, when I'm getting ready to go out on the water so I don't forget anything just because there's so much. Do you, you know? actually have a yeah. checklist? Yeah, I do. Most people don't. Yeah. Okay, well, I could see that. Yeah, there's just too much too much to remember. Right. So, and there's a uh, lot, yeah. and you do got a lot of stuff, you know, on yeah. your rig. So, um, uh, what is the one thing you couldn't do without on your rig right now? Um, Electronics, poles, motors, what is it? It'd be hard to catch a fish without a fishing pole, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Which pole would that be? <laughs> Which pole? Oh, man. Well, it depends where I'm at, but uh, a 7.3 heavy usually, I can do yeah. just about anything. That'd be, that's cool. Heavy, yeah. See, those are questions we really want to ask. Mm. You know, What would you do if you had one pole and a huckleberry ring, <laughs> you know, going down the Ohio? There you go. There's a little... Okay, can I, can I read this? Yeah. Okay, kayak prep. This is serious. With three explanation points. Do you do this, you start with the identifier? Yeah, I just go through everything okay. and just make sure I got everything done. Identifier, drain your kayak. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I always make sure, you know, because sometimes I get out in that bad weather and everything and I'll get, you know, if it's raining the day before or sometimes if I'm taking some over the bow, you know, I'll have some water in there. So I'll make sure, you know, I'll check the, that tub in the front, make sure there's no water in there and then I'll drain it, you know, so... <clears throat> because with a lot of weight, which I imagine you have on that Hobie right now, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily notice another, you know, two or right. three gallons of water sloshing around somewhere. Right, right. And but, I've I've almost sunk it in the old kayak. I mean, I I kept that thing till the wheels fell off of it, just about. So I almost sank on St. Clair and Table Rock once, just for that. So I always make sure that you know there's no water. And this new one should be fine, you know, either way. But. I like, you know, I keep batteries and stuff in the hole, yeah. so I want to make sure there's no water in there. Right. Anyway. Put battery in yak is your third thing you do on your kayak, bro. Mm -hmm. Yep. Have you ever forgot that battery before, and that's why that's number three? No, but it's easier to just remember <laughs> to do it right away. <laughs> I realize when my fish finder doesn't turn on. <laughs> is there a, do, do you have a, do you have a, uh, this is a pre-flight mm -hmm. checklist here. Right. Okay. Um. And yeah, you are the character that would be flying an F-14 Tomcat, by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have a post-flight? I don't know. I know, what to do. I know what to do when Charge I Charge up the water. battery, things like that. Oh, that you mean after I get off the water. You're right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, do, you got that. That's not yeah. a D. That's sort of like almost cleaning and tidying. Yeah, up, I know. Right? I know. When I get off the water, I just... You know, put all the rods away, everything goes, you know, back in the back of the truck and, you know, all the batteries that I've used go straight into the, into the front of the truck and are ready to start charging. Right. Okay, 360 light. Put on, that's number four. Put on fish finder. That's number five. Mm -hmm. No uh, matter how mundane it seems. Yes. You're pretty tired in the morning a lot of times. You're right. right. <laughs> so you're right. I just get it all, like, just make it simple for myself. You're absolutely right. And a lot of people don't 
get this down until many, many tournaments later yeah. and many must, I, I'll, I, that's speaking from experience. Yeah. I don't want to get on the water and then realize I forgot something. So I forgot so many that's, things. It's happened to me plenty of times before. Um, get drive. Yeah. Now you got I've, two. I've up. even done that. I've, got, I've parked my truck, got in the kayak, getting ready to push off and my drive's not there. <laughs> that's a recent experience so I met Zach Carell of Yak Legion podcast uh, yesterday over at Stone Lake Lake and uh, have has uh, Eric Siddiqui ever been on old muddy Stony? Stone Lake? yeah yeah I've been out there okay been a while okay that'd be fun to get you out there and pick your brain on that one but Eric, uh, Zach showed up and uh, we were all ready and he goes what well, yeah. I forgot my Mirage drive. <laughs> and I used to have to have two. I won one at a at a Hobie Bass Open Series. Mm-hmm. Well, down at Kentucky Lake, I won that. Okay. And so uh, I had two of them, which I always take. One's going to break down, at least I got yeah. another one. But, right. you know, so mm-hmm. I'll put both of those drives in. So number seven was put uh, put uh, Dakota Power Box in Yak. Mm-hmm. I was a really uh, Power Box. You like Dakota Power Box? I do. Yeah, charge my phone, you know, everything off of it. Also, I've... In the past, I've been out so long, I've run my battery, um, which I'm carrying. Uh, I've kind of rigged up a power box now to, uh, as a spare, but I just had a 23 at the time, and I've been, I've been out for so long before I've run that battery out. So I've had to re- take that 10 out of there and use that you know, on the water and get it keep going. So wow. It's, it's also a spare, spare battery there. Right. Uh, number eight's get rods. Yep. All, all 10. Yep, that's right. Uh, number nine is put power pole battery on. Yeah, another battery. That's yeah. also one I've, I've forgotten before the power pole battery. Oh, and it's easy to forget. I've had the power pole on without the battery on. I'm out in the water. <laughs> you know, it's it's happened. Oh, uh, and then number ten is get power pole. Yeah. Uh, number eleven, put torpedo batteries on. More batteries. More batteries. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. It's a lot uh, to remember. What uh, and then number twelve is put Torquedo on. Which mm-hmm. Torquedo are you using? I'm using the four hundred three. Right, mm-hmm. you like that? Yes, yeah, sufficient it. for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't really use it when I'm fishing. I usually go to spot to spot. Right, I get hit a lot more spots and a lot more fishing, especially pre-fishing. Right, you know, hopefully tournament day gets there. I'm, you know, already know. I don't. I usually don't use you know half as much when I'm when I'm fishing the tournament right. as I do pre-fishing right and you're you're what 173 pounds so around that, yeah around that right there <clears throat> um so you can you find that 403 sufficient yeah it's yeah not any problems with okay. it I, I mean i run two um 915 batteries in yeah. case you know I, I, I take two of them out with me right. so i can run all day on those things even if i'm going the whole time so how much does your kayak weigh at this point um I don't know. I've never weighed it, but Big, it's... Big. They feel heavy, don't they? They're I mean, monsters. my kayak's always been known for being heavy. Yeah. You know, it's kind of... It was always kind of a rite of passage for anyone, uh, you know, coming in. <laughs> if you haven't helped Siddiqui lift his kayak. Because yeah. I used to just throw it in the back of the truck. And yeah. so I'd be pulling it off the back of the truck. So it was kind of like yeah. rite of passage. If you if you haven't really been a real kayak fisherman unless you've helped Siddiqui lift his right. heavy kayak... And take it over to the water. But you were just really the beginning of the begin. Yeah. yeah. You were just the first one to say, hey, dude, you better get used to it. Yeah. Because you're all going to be turning your kayaks into bass cats. Right. You know, these are going to be big watercraft. Look, look, while we're there, 
because I want to get back to your your kayak prep there. Um, if I remember to, but well, let me go ahead and say it. Put your throttle on. What's your throttle? Oh, that's for your torpedo. Yeah. Okay, so that's separate. Put tackle boxes under seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you figured out some kind of like uh, toolbox kind of thing, didn't you? Or yeah, what, I, use, what? Uh, I use Cal Coast Battle Boxes. Okay, the Battle Boxes. So those are um, those are for my, I have one for my weights, yeah. anything to do with weights, um, and one for my hooks. Yeah. So You were the first one to really post up some stuff that I'm like, oh, that's serious. And that looks, those look good. Oh, yeah, they're good. And, yeah. you know, for as far as kayak, you know, stuff goes, it's, it's hard to find things that stay... That keep your stuff dry. That actually keep your stuff dry. You know, yeah. stay waterproof. Yeah. And those kind of have like a double protection because you've got the seal around it. Plus, they're all in their own individual tubes. Right. So if water does get in, they're still protected. That's which is sweet. a big thing. You know, as kayak fishermen, you, know, you have to deal with water getting in. Battle places. boxes. What? What's the? the Calcos. Calcos. Yep. Calco battle box. Check those out. Those are cool. That's um, actually, what me and Jackson are holding up in one of those pictures because he's with Calcos also. Oh, that's awesome. He's them, yeah. So is that one of the one of your sponsors? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say if they're not, they should be, mm-hmm. right? Is there a sponsor out there that should be a sponsor for Eric Siddiqui? Uh, I think we named it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe Hobie. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, there should be a lot of sponsors, you know. I mean, honestly, all of these big logistical companies that are out there. That just need to see billboards traveling up and down the interstate. Your gun, your cheapest route is a kayak bass fisherman. We're low budget. Yeah, right. We don't ask for a lot. We're not. You don't need to own a construction company to sponsor a kayak bass fisherman. Right. Or to be even to compete in that. I think you can get away with it. Some really low budget. Right. Wrap a I'm, kayak or two. Yeah. Um, put phone mount in Yak is number 15. Put catch board on Yaks. Number 7, no, 16. Number 17 is get paddle. Yeah. And then number 18, sunglasses. I don't think I've ever seen Eric Siddiqui without sunglasses. <laughs> well, in the morning, those are easy to forget because you're not wearing them, you know, and yeah. it's dark out of there. So I always remember to stick them in my, you know, little hatch right there. Right. So I got them when the sun does come out because it's not fun when it doesn't. Right. There's no doubt that if I was a... <laughs> Um, toy manufacturer for Mattel and I put out action figures of the kayak bass fishing world Eric Siddiqui would be one and sunglasses would be like <laughs> one of those accessories <laughs> right. that you have two or three of that right. you get to collect right. um, number 19 food what's an Eric Siddiqui food source what is that Oh, usually uh, it's some granola bars high protein XL um Protein bars. I'm not sure even what brand they are. Nature's Valley, maybe, right. or something like that. That's what I keep in there. Sometimes um, uh, beef jerky. You know, carry the cooler out with me, so I got some drinks. Uh, one of my favorite snacks, actually, is uh, those little peanut butter pretzels with the peanut butter on the side. Little, little round pretzels with oh, peanut butter on the side, right. and I'll eat those with an apple. Right. It's oh. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, I bet that is pretty it's good. Pretty good little snack on the water, yeah. You actually take time to eat? Um... When you're t- in more often when I'm pre-fishing is when I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> when I'm in the tournament. I mean, so I'll bring the the granola bars. I could usually scarf one of those now and you know keep fishing. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, 
Uh, number 20 is drinks. Number 21 is just waiting to be filled. Yeah. Have you figured that out yet? No, uh, but I was keeping it open. That's <laughs> cool. something else, uh, and, you know, I need to... That's cool. You got a serious uh, leash on this bad boy, too. I do. That float this will float that heavy phone, too. The Catalyst leash, man. That thing is sweet on oh, there. Yeah. So I need to get a new one, too, for that thing. On the, you got it in the life-proof case and stuff. You ever dropped your phone into the abyss of water? I have. That's why I carry this on there. I got one on the bottom of Kentucky Lake. Oh, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? I was fishing an online uh, tournament, and I was it was getting late, and I was getting ready to head back home, and I was like, do one more cast, and I hooked him like a 22 or 22 and a half, and I got him on the board and started to take the picture. I snapped a picture of him and brought it down to look at it, and the thing just slapped it right out of my hand. Yes. I just watched it go in the water and yes. just sink to the bottom. Yeah, I'm like, that didn't just happen. That didn't just yes. happen. No way. That just, so I just dropped the fish in the water. I even had a GoPro. Yes. <laughs> I could have got a picture, but I was like, again, didn't, didn't even think of that. I'm like, I just dropped the fish in the water and fiddle back in. And I drive home from Kentucky Lake oh. with no, um, you know, nothing, <laughs> you know, no directions. Oh. No, nothing. I was kind of on a back road and it just yeah, goes into the water like a spoon. <laughs> yeah. it, it just kind of wobbles back and forth. The very same experience I had at Paint Creek. Mm-hmm. The fish slapped it out of my hand. Yep. I was one of my very first. It, in fact, it was my very first state online tournament. For some reason, I picked Paint Creek. You know, let's go way out there, and I'm out there. Just slap it right out of my hand. Yeah, that never happened again. Right. You know, never. those fish started coming off my lap as of that day. Yeah. Right. You're, you're still up there taking them on the lap, but you got the yeah again. You got the bass whisper stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've gotten you know. yeah. I've gotten better at, at getting them to chill out and everything. You can <laughs> chill out at twenty. But now slowly. I don't care if because I just I do this right here. Right. This thing ain't going anywhere. Right. You know so. Right, and that's a big collar and too. And this that. does float that this heavy phone too. It's a kind of a. Okay. Big, this is the iPhone ten or twelve Max. Yeah. This thing floats it. That's so big. I've tested that. Actually, um, I had to go in the water one other time since then. Um, I was fishing the the Duck River with uh, Josh Stewart, and we were both coming around this this log trees hanging over uh, this this tight turn. And I could tell I wasn't going to get the angle. He was right there next to me. I was like, he's going to get the angle. There's no way I'm getting, like, because we were kind of next to each other. I'm like, I am not going to be able to get the angle on this. And I get swept right into this tree. So it's I started to go. I kind of jumped in with it and, like, just held onto the kayak as we drifted. Like, you know, like me and the kayak drifted under that tree. And yeah. then I threw it back over as fast as I could. And... Um, uh, my fo- phone was fl- floated down. I saw my phone floating. My buddy, uh, Josh grabbed it, grabbed my uh, cooler, was floating. Um, yeah, I got back in the kayak, and there was a couple plastic, soft plastic yeah. bags that were floating. and grabbed them, and I ended up losing nothing. Wow. <laughs> but your phone would have been gone without that. All right. The phone would have been gone. Nice. This, so. Are you sponsored by Catalyst? I'm not. Maybe you should be. Yeah. You know, you I'm, should be. I'm talking, I feel like I've talked about this a few times. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a must have for me. So, um, okay, so Eric Siddiqui grows up on the Beach Auto Mile, joins a few KBF early online stuff. Another little bonus here. Starts, uh, does it set up like a little case? Oh, it does. Was that, 
is it meant to do that? I don't know. That's what I use it. Oh, so, that's cool. So he's so got like it walk set something, up. You know, just you know, just kind of lean it up against it. Okay, so the two beads had to adjust the length of it right there yeah, around right. The, the sleeve itself yeah. of the catalyst. Right. He sets it up in like a little uh, a support for it to right. watch it like. Yeah. So you watch yeah video or whatever. I'm like, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, little bonus. See, MacGyver. <laughs> okay, you're coming out. All right. Um, okay, so you you got in that Logan Martin event. Okay, the first Bassmasters kayak tournament series. How did how did you see that with Bassmasters putting their name on the kayak series for the first time? Did that what that what that mean for you and and what was your reason to get into that particular tournament? Yeah, I mean, that's something that we've been waiting on for a long time. And I've, you know, I didn't know exactly what it would do or how much bigger it would make, you know, kayak fishing in general or anything. But but it's something that I've heard talked about for a long time. And, and I felt like it was a big step forward for us. So um, I was excited to see it and I definitely want to be a part of that first event you know yeah. so and it was nice to be able to qualify for the next classic in yeah. the first event ever yeah. so and and to get on that stage that was everybody's yeah. goal was to get top 10 top 10 and yeah. get on that stage yeah. so so to be able to do that especially with how many great fishermen were in yeah. it and everything yeah so you cool. had to withstand a week of just intense rain they had drained the lake about, what, eight feet? Mm-hmm. Which I don't think anybody ever really predicted that they were going to drain the lake. Did you know they were going to drain the lake that much? I knew that there was a lot of rain coming, and I wasn't going to fish up by that, you know, up, up that river. Rocks no, and docks, you weren't yeah, going to do that. No, and I found, you know, some good enough fish that I felt like I didn't need to do that. I know there was guys that were doing well going up there doing that, but... But I was just more confident staying. I, I knew the water level wasn't going to change enough to make that big of a difference down there. So Did you it, fish off uh, shore? <clears throat> no, I actually I found an area with a pretty good culvert. And um, there was a good some good water behind it. And there was a good creek coming in in the back. And I knew with the rain we were getting, there was going to be current flowing through it. Yeah. You know, for the tournament. So I decided... Uh, I was just going to wing it and go just sit on the front. Because I had found an area with even better fish and stuff, but I just felt like they were, they were going to be there. So I just pulled up on that spot in the morning, and I caught, you know, started catching big yeah. spots, like, right off the bat. It yeah. Was like, and, and it was, a, like I was talking to you about before, was that bait. Uh, I was throwing that jackhammer with that, you know, Brett, hot, hot, Brett's hot crawl, I think it was called, yeah. with the red and green pumpkin, and I put a... Um, a rage crawl and like bamba bug on it and put a little more orange on the claws kind of give you know give it some color and I hadn't caught anything on it all week but I was like why aren't they eating this they should be eating it they ate it that morning <laughs> and like I hadn't caught a wow. fish on it in practice but I still picked that thing up and threw it yeah. right in that culvert and I brought it out it was probably first cast I got hammered on it and you were like okay I was like alright that right, makes more sense now they're yeah so right yeah so I, I ended up just sitting there and catching, you know, all my fish. And then I, you know, once that current stopped flowing through, I knew the fish were in the area. So I went around, went on through and, and there, you know, the that water had dropped a little bit back behind it too, but right. there was still, you know, a foot or two of water. Um, so I sort of kept throwing that jackhammer, just crawling real slow and I upgraded a couple of fish even back there. They were 
later in the day. They were in some real shallow water back there, yeah. The uh, the jackhammer was just really starting to become a thing then yeah. at that point, wasn't it? Yeah. It had been around a fair amount. Everybody was kind of more into that um, fire crawl jackhammer, I guess, but I just kind of wanted something a little more subtle than that. Maybe. Right. Really. Damn, so... That was a brutal. That was brutal for me because I had no idea what I was doing. I just wanted to go down there to be part of that whole thing. Yeah. As far as a history type of thing and to witness it, I've always been a Bassmaster kid. You know, growing up, you mm-hmm. know, kind of just watch Bassmaster classics and right. stuff, and have my Bassmasters membership with my patch and my hat from a little kid. You know, you just Bassmasters name has always been around the sport of bass fishing. Right. So that's why I was excited to see them attach it to kayak and then to the kayak series. And I was like, okay, the work, the grassroots work has been done. Right. Let's take this and let's make this into a major sport because right. now <clears throat> kayak is affordable to everybody. Exactly. And yeah. so it can bring so many different characters out. Um, of the woodwork and man we are starting to see them right now aren't we yeah we are i, I remember uh, I, it was my first class like we fished uh wheeler and uh i guess it was four or five years ago now and um you know the kayakers straight crushed it out there and there were times that you know some of those bass boats were you know trying to get into the same areas we we're catching them and they were just like hammered down chunking through mud trying to get back to us and stuff yeah because we were in the back of some of these creeks catching them really good but um afterwards i i left you know our our check-in and went on to the classic and watched it and you know walked around the show you know i saw you know kayak booth here or there or whatever you know not too many it wasn't too big of a deal and then you know the last couple years when any show i've been to you know uh, Forest Wood Cup or Bass Masters or ICAST, there's kayaks everywhere. Yeah. Kayak everything. Every I mean, there's yeah. stuff for kayaks. There's, you know, kayaks around every corner. Yeah. So it's it's getting to be a pretty big thing. It's, it's pretty neat to see how it's how big it's gotten. You've done, so you've, you've done a lot of traveling oh, yeah. in kayak. Fish, I'm going to turn that up or light up. You've done a lot of traveling, mm-hmm. haven't you? Yeah. Um, Man, you know, there'd be no doubt in my mind that you have been very instrumental in getting the image of kayak out there, yeah. of kayak fishing, with your traveling, of who you are, your name and stuff. If anybody's really interested in kayak fishing and putting money into it, they know who Eric Siddiqui is, you know. I mean, yeah. you just got to look on the, you may not know him personally, but you know of his name and stuff like that. Um, but I bet your image has played a very key role in where it's gone too. Yeah. And I think you should be proud of that. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of you guys, you know, as like early original, original gangsters of this may not get the credit right. that, that is due. And if there's anybody that should be sponsored, you know, out there fully sponsored to keep traveling, yeah. to do it professionally... Is certainly a guy like you. Kurt Smits is another one of those guys. You know, good ambassadors, good people. You're going to meet them anywhere. It doesn't matter. You want to talk fishing. What does these sponsoring customers want you to do is go out there and talk fishing? Well, duh. Right. You know, I bet you'd have no problem with that. Right, yeah. And so when you were, again, another thing that impressed me about you, man, is when 
they had that moment um, on the Bassmaster stage in Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. at the 50th anniversary of the Bassmasters. Uh, I wasn't going to miss that, okay? Um, and this is right pre-COVID. Think, isn't that weird to think about? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it was just right before the world shut down. Right. and But there was some talk right. about right. it then. No one's so, really believed it, I don't think. No, <laughs> no had any idea. No, we didn't want to believe that, and we were all touting. Yeah. Now we're we're oh, we're kayak bass fishermen. We invented social distancing, anyway, <laughs> right, so right. we're not going to catch nothing right. if we haven't caught it already. You know, <laughs> right. but but so the world hadn't caught on to that yet. So the excitement was there. It's the fiftieth anniversary, and then comes the big moment on the big stage. Okay, and okay. <laughs> I'm I'm a production guy. Yeah, I love production. If I go to Vegas, me and Baby Doll get tickets to go see Cher. It's not necessarily Cher I'm into seeing. It's how that show's put together. Mm. I love seeing people. I like looking behind the curtains and seeing the people pull right. all the strings and all that. Mm. So I was looking for that at the Bassmasters Classic. Right. Okay, I picked that apart. And then, okay, and I'm probably not the person to have. Um, you know, be sitting there going, okay, I would have done this, I would have done that, I would have done this, that's, I had a lot of opinions. Yeah. I wish they would have, since I'm here at this point anyway, I wish they would have presented kayak bass fishing, tournament fishing, online fishing, in a small introductory kind of two or three or four minute video right. to show the whole world that was watching this moment. I know there was a lot of people watching right. that moment of like, Oh, okay, that's how they do it. I always thought well, you had about, to put exactly. five fish in a kayak. How'd you get them back to the way station? Yeah, and, exactly. And yeah. a measuring board and online. That... And people, when they think of kayak fishing, they're thinking of, you know, a sit-in kayak or whatever. They don't have any idea, you know, what a fishing kayak is. You know, like the, you know, Hobie P- P- PA-14 that I fish out of, you know, how it's loaded down and yeah. got a power pole on it. I've got, you know electronics fish finder on it i've got you know all these rods and everything so whenever i show when i tell people what i do and i show you know them a picture they're you know mind blown so if you just even you know just show some some video just a short you know i I agree with you i think that would have been good to kind of show people what kayak fishing is as opposed to it's not just a kayak right that is it's a four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand, ten thousand dollar watercraft all together right. with superior electronics on it, mm-hmm. a capability of speed. This is an Bassmasters is is an ESPN product. Let's see it come out of the chute. Boom! And these kayaks are getting exciting enough right. that they're racing. Mm-hmm. Right. Case right. Russ Snyder video. That was just put out. Did you see that? Uh, of him screaming down the river and as he's screaming with precision casting. The dude's doing 10 knots in his watercraft mm-hmm. and he is just not missing a beat and still casting yeah. as he's going down covering. And to me, I look, I'm getting cold chills right now freaking thinking about that. <laughs> right. To me, that's the action that needs to be shown by ESPN. Right. Bassmasters needs to jump up on that kind of stuff. They allow the motors. Right. In the watercraft. That's one of the things that we we did at like Hobie Worlds was the shotgun start and everybody just like going Boom. all out. You come down, you go around a buoy, and then you just gun it out to 
to uh, wherever you want to go fish, and we have that you know shotgun start. I remember uh, Tim Percy actually blew his drive up. He said his drive couldn't handle the, the raw Canadian power. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that cracked me up. Totally. Uh, but but another one is uh, the Crossroads Kayak Bass Classic. I fished the last couple of years. They do shot. You know they do like there was the I year I won the first year. Um, we had, went out of one ramp. It was a shotgun right. start, but I had the torpedo and you know the pedals going, and I yeah. and I was going a long way. So I was like putting every leaving everybody in the dust. You know, I have like, never really thought about a shotgun. I've never seen the shotgun yeah, start. So, I, so yeah, those are the only how, times. Now how? Why? There's only why a handful. That I sense. mean, um, it was cool the way that they did it at Worlds. I mean, it, um, it was you know a lot of water. It wasn't like. Um, it wasn't like it was at the crossroads. The crossroads, we went out of one ramp the first year. We had it from two ramps the second year. But they've got, you know, some somebody staying there and, you know, it's okay, it's time to go. And right. everybody just Boom. guns Fire it out of there. Fire yeah. gun. So yeah. I can see how they so, play yeah. that off. Great for video. Right. It's, you know, and, it's fun. And production is where this demographic is going, too. Yeah. So And that all means sales and that all means follow the money and let's yeah. see what's happening in the hottest, latest thing at ICAST. But, right. That so, would work on a smaller lake, but it's not going to work on a lake like Gunnersville or something like right. that. Yeah. When you need to be right. hundreds of, you know, 50 miles. Maybe right, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Those are big, you know, Kentucky Lakes, it takes, what, two and a half hours to get from one end, from the north end and the south right. end, something like that. It's, so, but. So back in Birmingham, okay, they invite the top ten anglers out, and you at that point in time didn't know exactly where your standings were. Right. Which I thought that was cool. Yeah. So they invite the top ten guys out. Probably had a kind of a basic idea, maybe. Do you have a, any kind of, because there was a couple of days later, wasn't it? Right, no, it was a no. day later. Uh, yeah, it was the next day. Right, yeah. so and you guys got invited up on the big stage right. there at Birmingham mm-hmm. at the convention center there. Um, I will have to say that uh, I would have really felt comfortable up there emceeing that thing. Yeah. I would have loved to have that opportunity to do that. Um, again, I think you would agree too that if they have the opportunity to do it again, put up an introductory big power video, like almost mm-hmm. like opening up, you know, doing a backstory on an MMA fighter right. or something like that, showing some background stuff, you know. Yeah. ESPN, like, I bet, can really do a good job with that. I right. bet if they, they really wanted so, to, yeah. you know. KBF has some good good stuff. They just came out with their own, uh, a new, like, promo video. And, of course, I'm in it a little bit, so I'm a little bit biased. I think it's pretty good. Right. That's <laughs> awesome. But, I mean, I'm a... Uh, you know, I've had those camera guys tell me uh, they love the way I get into the kayak, yeah. so they've got, you know, me jumping in my kayak yeah. in there and stuff, so I agree. it's pretty neat. I agree. People that are looking for that type of visual, um, you are the, you are um, central casting for that. Yeah. You know, you would be central casting for that. You know, keep that in mind, any potential sponsors out there, <laughs> you know, break brewing over on the... West side. What again was that? That was the Brink uh, Summertide uh, Cream Ale. I'm not a beer drinkle, drinker, but that is delicious. It is good, yeah. And yeah. the one that was spilled. Did, did you get some of that? I did. That drink was good, it? too. Yeah, I like that. And that was the... Uh, what the hell was that? It was the Indian Pale On the Brink. Indian Pale On the Brink. There you go. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Christine's now uh, sponsored by um, a whiskey company or something. So that's pretty Which good. makes... 
absolute brilliant sense to me. Right. Me and her are good friends, okay. so I'll you know, get some free whiskey when I'm on the road. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm all right with that. That's awesome. But, you know, she's done so well for herself. She's got a brilliant personality, big smile. She does, she's yeah. a great fisherman, an all-around really outdoor kind of person. She's really good with her social media. She works Absolutely. Well, yeah. There you go. There's the key. Mm-hmm. You got to know how to catch fish, but also the social media part mm-hmm. of it. Okay. Right. Which some would say that you're kind of lacking, Eric. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe we can work on that together a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, man. <laughs> what is so? I've, what you just like to fish? I do. I just love to fish. So, yeah. but I mean, I try and and I and I and I put out content. You know, when I feel like you know it's good stuff, and you know, just try to have some fun with it. But uh, yeah, Hoover's got on on me over the years. Like, you need to post every day and stuff. I'm like. Sometimes I don't want to stop catching fish. <laughs> to make it I'm best. catching too much fish. See, the rest of you guys don't catch fish, so you make right. all your TikTok videos right. and you talking to your lures, but right. I'm out there catching fish. <laughs> that reminds yeah. me of my uh, uh, my first one when I did that um, show with Hoover on the cross. And the cameraman, uh, he keeps filming the trees and the sky and the ducks and whatever, and I keep catching fish, and he keeps, oh, Michigan. I'm like, listen. You're not fishing with Hoover today. You're fishing with Siddiqui. Keep the camera on me. We're going to catch some fish today. And he's like, all right. So, and you're yeah, probably pretty idea. comfortable with the camera on you. Yeah. yeah aren't you? Yeah. See, I'm not too comfortable with that. And I had that first experience this year for the first time in my life, Eric. Yeah. I was like, for the first day of a tournament, I was like in the top 10. But I was a psychological nightmare to everybody else because I was just pulling these little 12, 13-inch mm. males off the bank picking them off right yeah. and everybody else was just going for big ones you know but they weren't getting the big ones so i was just killing yeah you know well the next day they put the camera boat on me i just fell apart i i couldn't stand yeah. it I just... it's, it's not easy with that camera on you just definitely feel the pressure <laughs> isn't it and, weird yeah it's, isn't it weird yeah. how you think about stuff differently and stuff like yeah. this because we all want to perform well right for sure what we do that's for sure i actually lost a giant fish that day too because um He's coming in front of me trying to get the shot, and I made the cast, and I hook into probably a seven, eight pounder. I'm talking lacrosse, Wisconsin. That's yeah. a giant fish there. Yeah. I mean, it's a big fish anywhere, but it's a giant there. And I hook into this fish, and I have to lift the rod up for him to go under my line. And when I did that, the fish jumps and throws my bait. Oh. And I'm just like, oh. And he goes, oh, you lost it? And I'm like, yeah, I lost it. <laughs> so the next fish I hook into is probably a good, you know, 17-inch, 18-inch smallmouth. So I got to buy the boat, and he's filming a duck or something. This is before we had our conversation. <laughs> he's filming <laughs> a duck. And, and I'm like, um, so he's like, oh, wait a second. Just keep it in the water. Just hold it in there. I, I, and he's like, turn around, trying to, you know, get the camera on me. And then it comes off because I got it right by the boat. And he's like, oh, man, he lost it again. And I'm like, oh, my god. Like, All right. <laughs> like, all right, I'm, I'm just gonna lose another one. Right. <laughs> like, right. After that, I'm hooking these fish, I'm getting in, and I'm netting them right away. He's like, man, I barely even got to see it. <laughs> you netted it so fast, I'm like, didn't lose it, did I? Yeah. <laughs> so, just, yeah, just mm-hmm. netting them as fast as I can after that. And <laughs> But it, it was, was probably it was a good. learning curve. It was a good day. Camera, we had a whole, man. we had a good day. It was fun. Kind of um, fish. So, um, your personality and your character in the kayak fishing world, and I think how how 
prevalent you are in it and stuff like that. <clears throat> Almost to the point of a pillar type of thing. Yeah. Um, when you were up on stage at Bassmasters, um, you were the only one that looked like a pro. Yeah. Okay. Now, all the other guys, I'm not sure. I think half of them were kind of surprised themselves that they ended up there. Yeah. Um, Jim Davis caught fish, man. You know, dude, just <laughs> dude went out there and caught some fish, you know. But Jim Davis doesn't necessarily look like a pro. Yeah. Doesn't look like, and what I mean by that, that uh, I don't, that's, I don't want to say that in any just like, what's the word I'm looking for? Disrespectful kind of ways. Mm -hmm. When I talk in pro, Bassmaster, Elite, mm -hmm. you know, Hank Cherry, Roger Clune, Kevin Van Dam, Jordan Lee, the G-Man. Right. You know, all of these guys have these characters that when they go up on stage, that is their moment to connect for their sponsors. Mm -hmm. They might, you're like a NASCAR race car driver. Right. If you got one minute on in front of a camera, you better talk about Coca-Cola. Right. And you better talk about this and you better talk about that. Mm -hmm. And you, in fact, you better be sipping a Mountain Dew. You know, while you're doing... I've heard G-Man say the same thing. You're like, I'm talking about Toyota when I get up. <laughs> <laughs> right. And look, and they take yeah. care of him. Right. Right? Look at that. So, to give him credit where credit is due, and that taking that moment in history and time that will forever be archived digitally for time to come, that, that time is never going to fade away from us, was you on stage. And when they ask you about your experience out there um, and your sponsors, dude, you freaking hit a home run. Bases were loaded and you jocked it out of the park. It was absolutely that moment in time that I went, oh, thank God, the show's been saved. <laughs> you know, wow, get Eric Sadiq out there. He's finally saved the show. Yeah. You know, this is because I wanted the world to see the talent and the excitement <clears throat> in this sport. Right. You know, and, and you were the one on stage that really showed that. So yeah, good you. job on that, man. Glad to hear that. I had some, some people say that to me afterwards and I was pretty, you know, nervous on that that stage I've been thinking was, about my whole life too. Yeah. So so yeah, it was it was pretty neat. I you know, so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah it was cool. And it was good. Um now speaking of another stage, you were on the Hobie World team stage prior to that too, weren't you? Right, yeah. Dude, what kind of a rock star freaking trip was that? It was unbelievable. I had a an absolute blast, bl and I stayed an extra week afterwards because of you know, of course, I've always wanted to get all go to Australia. So, but uh, man, they were all the red carpet. Hobie does for for that. You know, when, once you're there, it's it's all you know, great meals and and you know, cruise ships and you know, clothes. You get swag. Just, yeah, swag. Tons of swag and. You know, great people get to meet amazing, like-minded people from, you know, all over the world with right. the same passion that you have, and and it's just, it's a blast. You know? Okay, so so you're a styling dude anyway. Okay, I just want to take this kind of a Cliff Notes trip with you through that, so I'll live vicariously <laughs> through that, you know, as others will, too, enjoy this. Um, so <clears throat> when did you uh, qualify I for that trip? I qualified at Lake Sinclair in 2018 okay was that the moment that became your one of your favorite lights was that one time was that yeah, like I should have won it the year before okay honestly um 
I, I was kind of new to tubes at the time, and, you know, I went with a tube hook that I felt like should have been good. A good brand. I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> but, so I went with that, and I actually had three of them break on fish that would have won the tournament for me. And, um... So, so I, I really should have won that one. Yeah. <laughs> Not to take anything away from the guy that won it, but I right. came in second place of that one. Right. And I was sick. I knew I should have won that tournament. And so the next year I went out with a little bit of a vengeance. Yeah, on that that's lake. awesome. So, but I mean, I mean, I caught 40 fish, you know, 40, 50 fish in a two day tournament that year. So I felt like I had it pretty dialed in at that time. That's pretty good. You know? That's like one every three or four minutes. Right. And then of course the word got out where I was fishing and there was you know, maybe two or three of us fishing that area the year before, and I pulled out there the next year, and there's, you know, 20, 30 guys out there. Right. But you, the Canada side is closed till the day of that tournament. It always was um, Border City Classic. Um, before the Hobie started their series, it was the Border City Classic. It started the day Canada uh, opened their bass fishing season, and so you couldn't pre-fish the the Canada side. Right. So, um, I actually had got a passport. My passport expired. I got a new passport and it didn't come in in time. And I knew where I wanted to fish was right there by the Canadian check-in. If I had to go to the American side check-in, I was going to have to take time from being on the water to get to that check-in. So I knew like that was going to make a difference. So I actually had a buddy call and find out I could get over into Canada with the birth certificate. So, (laughs) So I prefished Thursday, and I and I prefished um, the American side as close as I could get to the Canada side. Basically, I was fishing uh, the American side of Pesh Island, and I put up a hundred inches. Wow, that's on that Thursday. Yeah. So that Friday, I found out I could get over on the Canada side with a passport. I drove down to Toledo. Didn't even prefish. Drove down to Toledo, got my birth certificate made. Drove back up, crossed the border into Canada. They said that you could get into Canada, the problem might be getting back. I was like, I'll worry about that later. Right, so I, that's so amazing. I, I drove over into Canada, sleep at the boat ramp, get up the next morning, go out there, put up 96 and a half inches, and have the you know lead in the tournament Good. after the first day. So, that's all smallmouth, too. Yeah, all smallmouth. Yeah. Was that the first time you hit Century Club? Uh, on that lake, yeah. On that lake? <laughs> Dude, you're killing me, man. <laughs> yeah. I always I haven't caught a hundred inches of fish so far this year. That's amazing. Yeah, I think uh, one of these monthlies I had here in Ohio, I put up over one hundred and six here. And, wow! Yeah. In Ohio, yeah, there's not a hundred and six inches. In <laughs> Ohio is there? That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, so from and the, then then you qualify for the Hobie, um world team right and you're going to australia Mm -hmm. okay you're going to the land down under and that's not a short hop no that's a long trip and yeah didn't you like you when you got no i would have did you get on the plane and did you have that hobie team shirt on oh yeah dude you must have looked like a freaking million bucks yeah did you feel like it oh yeah i felt good too did you feel like i mean people do react a little different to you don't they you had to look like a freaking rock star yeah who sure. is this guy? I'll tell you what, um, one of the most popular posts I ever made on Instagram was me walking on that plane because I took a picture of me, and there's a guy in the background with his kind of eye, eyes popping out, and I said, 
how to make people nervous on an airplane. Step one, look like me. Step two, get on an airplane. <laughs> I said, hopefully the American the Team USA jersey will ease their minds this time or something. <laughs> It's a new thing. They're starting to dress up like athletes. <laughs> you gotta have some fun with it. So, but that's yeah. funny. Hence the name, the Bass Terrorist, mm-hmm. right? So, right. Um, I mean, it's better than some of those Southern guys like call me the terrorist jokingly. So, I guess the Bass Terrorist is better than that. Right. right. <laughs> oh my God. So, so you travel out to uh, Australia, and again, they're whining and dining you, aren't they? They're really taking care of you and you're putting you out. That had to have been just a tremendous experience. Oh yeah, it was. It was amazing. I said, "What kangaroo ain't bad? <laughs> it tastes pretty good." Did you have some Skippy? Oh yeah. Really? It was good. What's it taste like? Um, don't say kind of like lamb. I would say. Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. Big Maybe lamb. a little more tender. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was really. good. Are they young, like little joeys? I'm not really sure what they did, but it was. They tasted good. Did so what? It was like, hey man, you know, <laughs> here's <laughs> here's some. Eat this. If you don't, we're gonna. You know, is this a cultural thing or did you order that on yeah. like a burger or something? No, um, they they had it there. You know, they you know every night they had a different big meal. They had bear Monday. They had, you know, lamb and or, um, kangaroo and. Just all that local They were stuff trying to. Like, they were really whatever. trying to press you guys with the, mm-hmm. with the uh, delicacies and the foods. Of, oh yeah, it was good. I'll tell you what, I wasn't too upset about kind of being out of it, you know, right away because like me and Tim Percy, Tim Percy skunked and he got that, you know, he was excited about that zero. <laughs> they had like an extra award for that. Yeah, or something. yeah. but uh, you know, me and Tim always have a good time, so uh, we ended up going out and fishing by these trawlers and they'd come in and they'd have these things called they called bugs or like like kind of like crabs um but uh i don't know a little little different they crack them for you and everything and then they have these um prawns you know these big shrimp oh and they boil them on the way in and then they sell them right there off the trawler Oh. And so we're like fishing, we're like getting them right off the trailer, just you know big bags. It was oh like my it was like I don't know eight bucks American, and <laughs> and you get a big you know pound bag. Of, wow! And so like we're just crushing the seafood after we're, <laughs> we're out of the trailer. Like we don't care, we're just having a good time, and we're just crushing this stuff. <laughs> so now, we had a really good time. Now mind you, you're not fishing for bass, but okay, yeah. so. Let's remind everybody of that. Yeah. You're fishing for a fish that you've never fished before? Yeah. What was no. that damn thing? It was yellowtail Australian brim. And I didn't even catch one pre-fishing. And I figured out it was because I was fishing. I was catching these things called, they called flatheads, which are really good to eat also. I actually ate some. They're really good. Um, but they have like kind of poisonous spines on the back of them. And, see. But that's what they, but that's what they were eating. When I was moving my bait, that's what I was catching. So... I figured out you just got to, you know, we're using two to four pound line. You got to let your line just sit there. We're using like basically a little 164 ounce weights on these tiny jig head hooks with a little piece of gulp shrimp or something like that. it's really like a finesse fishing to a So you cast it out and you just let it sit. And that was the only way I could get a bite up from those things. So like you just cast out, let it sit, and then you... Not only that, when they take off with it, you know, you set the hook, you jerk it out of their mouth because they eat like barnacles and stuff. So their mouth is like bone. Like, so you'll jerk, 
So you just got to start reeling. You can't. You right? can't set the hook. You just got to start reeling to get them in. Now, of all the, the god really awful weird. creatures, yeah, animals the that they have in Australia, and all the massive big fish right. they have. Was there a reason why? Is that like a new sport fish? A new yeah, that is their out? that is their sport fish. That, that is, is that is their sport fish. Yes. Is that how? That, that's really that. That's what that's what they go after as kayak fishermen. That's that's their sport fish. That's what they go after, and I don't know. Maybe they bite better with ten years now. But you must kind of feel sorry for them in a way, don't you? Like the fishermen. Don't <laughs> I do. Yeah. You know. I mean. Yeah. We got largemouth and smallmouth straight <laughs> crushing things and just fighting for their lives yeah. and stripers that straight and straight, you know, hooks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh they're my fishing God. for for brim bluegill basically. Well, there were some German guys down <laughs> at ICAST. There was a skill to it, but at the right. same time, it was yeah. I I, I really wanted to go after Bear Monday because that's you know that was. That's Australia fish, you know, to me, you know, ever since I was a kid, yeah. I watched Crocodile Dundee, you know, and he takes, you know, that reporter out to his boat and she goes, what are you doing out here? He's like, you were hunting crocodiles? He's like, oh no, hunting crocodiles is, is illegal. I was just fishing. So she pulls out the gun shell and she goes, just fishing, huh? And he's like, well... Bear Money's a bloody big fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So ever since then, I wanted to catch one. Right. So that, was, that was what I was hoping we'd go after. And right. uh, <laughs> I happened to meet a, a rod builder, you know, after the tournament was over, and well, during the tournament and everything. And uh, I told him, you know, I'm, I'm going to go up to the Northern Territory, I'm going to run a kayak, and I'm going to go Bear Money fishing. And he was like, you can't go bear Monday fishing in Northern Territory in a kayak. I'm like, why not? He's like, because you'll get eaten. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, if you do that, a crocodile will eat you. I'm like, well, I've fished around alligators and stuff before. Like, whatever. He's like, they're not like alligators. They're like wow. dinosaurs. Wow. He's like, they will stalk you and oh sink my. your kayak to eat you. They do not care. Oh my he's like, God. if you're camping and you go to wash up at the same spot on the water every day, they'll be there waiting for you one of those days. Like, they don't mess around. No. So, See, yeah. that's what's messed up about Australia. <laughs> so I was like, so if yeah. I didn't talk to you, I would have died. He was like, 100% yeah. you would have died. That's a lot of you guys so that like, died. Right. Well, I was like, well, is there somewhere I could go maybe catch one and not get eaten? And he was like, yeah, there's this lake up here, you know, it's about five hours north of us. And um, you could go up there and, and maybe catch one. He's like, but it's not the time of year for them. There's summertime fish, you know, it's July which is summer here, but it was winter there. So, you know, because they're in the southern hemisphere. Right. So there, he was like, you know, it's a summertime fish, and I can catch one. I was like, I was like, if you give me the, I don't have the gear, but if you got the gear, let me borrow. Like, I'll go catch one. He was like, you're not gonna catch one. It's the wrong time of year. They're like not biting right now. You know, I'm like, so if you give me the gear, I'll go catch one. <laughs> and he was like, all right. Yeah. He's like, come on over to the house. I'll show you all the, you know, the whole setup. Yeah. <laughs> and you know. All the rods I make and everything, and I'll hook you up. And I'm like, all right. So I go and I spend spend the night. You know, he's showing me all his rods and everything. We talked fishing all night, and then I left out of there. He gave me the gear I needed. Left out of there, probably three, four in the morning, and started driving. Drove up about four, five hours of this lake, and uh, got there. Fished for about five hours. I ended up catching one while I was there. I just went bait, and the thing fought like everything. I you actually caught one? I did. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you caught so, it on like a swim bait? I did, yeah. I tried a bunch of different things and I ended up hooking one on a swim bait. 
Did, did you just and hold that fish up in the air and yell out, I'm Sadiq from Ohio? <laughs> I was, I was That's amazing. Out. So I'm driving back and he calls me. He's like, how'd it go? I was like, I got one. He was like, you got one, mate. I was like, yeah, I got one. He's like, oh, that's unbelievable. You don't even know how crazy it is. I didn't even want to tell you how bad it really is. Like, there's guides going out for two weeks at a time right now just to catch one. And you go out and catch one. He's like, that's unbelievable. He's like, I'm calling you the magic man from now on. That's... You're the magic man. So every time you see one of my posts, you see Graham Farrell post on there, the magic man strikes All again right. or something like that. That's, that's it. See, that's legendary. <laughs> that's legendary status right there yeah you know you have done some traveling man yeah you really have had some experience fishing yeah who would have thought good lord who would have thought yeah. that kid from the beach one auto <laughs> half pakistan half mississippian that was right. you know and anderson all cincinnati, <laughs> all cincinnati. <laughs> right amen that's for sure well, um, Eric, anything you want to say, finish up about what this crazy world demographic of kayak bass fishing is heading to? What, oh, man. I what just, are you seeing? I just hope it keeps growing and, and, you know, I hope sponsors start to see how the potential that kayak fishing has and, and starts to really, you know, put some weight behind it, put some, some money behind it and it can really get to where it could go because, right. you know, sky's the limit for this sport, I, I feel. It's, yeah. It's you're full time. You're full time fishing right now, right aren't now, you? Yeah. yeah, that's right. right. Do you work part time? Have part time work out there? Uh, I do a uh, job here and there, make some extra money. But, right. Yeah. You you <laughs> you remind me of the dude that would travel like just some far off place to choke somebody out. Yeah. You know, like you're a, an assassin or yeah. something. Me and Josh do the same boat. We do some other thing. I'll call him out like, "What are you doing? Building a deck?" Like, "Oh, all right." I'm, I'm uh, over here cleaning out a an attic right now, like <laughs> doing a water job or something, right. you know, like so we'll do what we have to do to to keep it going. But you know, I mean, hopefully one day we'll we'll be able to see. So you're right on the cusp, right? You're right yeah. on that cusp, really. So now's the time. Now's a good time to pick up Eric Siddiqui to right. sponsor your uh, be an ambassador for your your product. Are you yeah. going to be at ICAST this year? Um, I hope to be at ICAST. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it depends if. You know, if it's all on, you know, like, yeah. like it, you know, I, I hope it is, is you know, we'll it's see. on, um, we, <clears throat> I got my ticket to go. We're okay. good. So I'll be down there with American tackle. I'll have some sponsors there. So I'll, yeah. I'll, if, uh, Start if it's a uh, full go, I'll probably be down there. Right. Of the 49 people that listen to John Graves kayak fishing, get the shout out, you know, <laughs> you know, um, um, one other thing I wanted to ask you. Can't think about it right now. Right now, I guess it doesn't matter though. Um, sponsors, you shout out to any of those? Oh man. I know you got a lot of them. You guys get to the point, man, where you gotta go, okay, my checklist. Yeah, that's that's actually when I was up on the stage at Bassmasters, I had them written in my hand. And I still forgot Dakota because it got smeared. <laughs> <laughs> and Stormy called me up, like, what the heck? I'm like, I was wearing a I had the coconut on my hat. <laughs> right, right. And that's, you know, when you I'm get, it is, is those moments, man, when you're like, uh, you know, the sponsors and the people that do sponsor you, man, it means a lot. And, and um, but, you know, all of a sudden, you know, some jack wagon like me goes, hey, man, okay, shout out to you, sponsor me. <laughs> right. and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. like, oh, man, there's so many. We'll uh, tag them. It's easier to, yeah. Yak Power, you know, they, They've, you know, I got the new kayak this year. They hooked me up with some, you know, the 
state of the art, all all the best light lighting, you know, spotlights. You know, I could charge my phone from the side of my kayak through that switchboard, everything. Now. Right. So that's that's pretty sweet. Fishing online's amazing. They they always I mean, before I got with them, I would order stuff from Tackle Warehouse for a tournament like last minute, like, oh man, I hope it gets to me in time. Since I got with them, anything I need, I make that order and they have it there in two days and they they've they do that for anybody, you know, their their shipping's unbelievable. That's awesome. You know, sometimes they'll they'll even like go the extra mile for me if I order stuff extra late, they'll, you know, do one day shipping for me, just make sure it gets to me. You know. <laughs> like, we got a <laughs> key <Siddiqui> order. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? I don't get that last minute stuff that I decide I need. So they're they're awesome. They're they're great people and they're big supporters of, you know, the kayak industry and all the fishermen. So yeah. so, you know, Dakota Lithium's also been great. Um, a lot of power on that boat yeah, in there. Yeah, it's it takes a lot of lithium, you know, and lithium isn't cheap. So no. yeah, it's great to have Dakota behind me and and Stormy's always there if I need anything extra and stuff. So and what a great name, yeah, for right. someone that's associated with a battery company. Exactly, you know. Can't I always thought that Stormy, yeah. like, is that made up? He's a great Come one. on, <laughs> yeah. destined to work in the power company. Yeah, that's right. You know. No, he's a good dude. So, yeah, a lot of uh, Calcos have some new battle boxes this year, and I you know, love those things. Right. Those um, look sharp. Yeah. They're, they're nice. They keep things organized. It's hard to beat. Very science lab looking. Mm-hmm. Like, this is serious, okay? We right. don't be serious about this, man. You want to know exactly what you're looking at? Yeah, I'm embarrassed to show you my <laughs> my my stuff, you know. I, I'm scrambling, you know. Yeah. And you do. You go, like... You know, I'm still going through that stage of it where I those extra few seconds don't mean as much to me as they do you right. and how you're handling your catching fish and stuff. I'm just like, that. awesome. Well, we're not sure exactly where that ended, <clears throat> but that was a quick 60 minutes. Yeah, you're a lot nice. of fun to talk to, Eric. <laughs> Thanks, man. You, I, I could sit for days. In fact, after that sixty minutes, we probably went on and talked for another thirty. Yeah, you know, probably. something like that. <clears throat> um, well, 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 man, let's do it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. You be down? Yeah. Coming out to the Rocket Star Ranch and chilling out and talking because I, man, I got so much I want to talk to you about. Um, for sure, but, I got some uh, more stories. I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you do. I remember you walking to when we were at Kentucky Lake, and I had to get in there right before submission time was over. I didn't think anybody was in there uh, because there was no cars in the parking lot. And I'm waiting. It's about uh, two minutes prior to the the last two minutes remaining for submission, and there you go walking in. I'm like, oh shit. There's Aricity. And I walk in there and you talk to AJ for about six minutes and I patiently waited and you guys just kept talking and kept talking and kept talking and kept talking. I'm over there going, okay, man, I need to submit these fish, but I don't want to introduce these or interrupt these guys. And you kept talking. So I was like four minutes late (laughs) when I walked up there and AJ just looked at me and just slowly shook the laptop down. He went, I'm sorry, man. (laughs) <laughs> okay. what I had two fish to submit <laughs> you know um, Eric thank you so much man I really appreciate you stopping by um, folks check out Eric Siddiqui 
Um, Facebook, just Eric Siddiqui on Facebook. Is that Uh, what you do? Siddiqui underscore fishing on Instagram, yeah. Siddiqui underscore fishing. Yeah, I post all kinds of extra stuff on Instagram that I don't do on Facebook because, you know, just got so much, you know, I try to do more family stuff on there. Right. You know, everybody seems to like the fishing stuff, so I try to do stuff on there, but I'll post all kinds of random fishing stuff on Instagram. I like to have fun with it. Right. Cool. Yeah. That's your platform. So right. check it out. Hope to see you at iCast. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was fun to see you down there last time. Yeah. That was really cool. You Do you was, know the date on iCast? Uh, July 22nd, 23rd, I believe. Okay. Maybe that's why. I think there's a... Uh, what is... Oh, it's Pickwick. Oh. B-A-S-S on Pickwick. Yeah. Oh, July. that's where you're going to be, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. You'll be down that's there. That's why, yeah. You hitting up all the Hobie Bass Open series? Yeah, uh, like I said, because it took so long to get the kayak and everything, and I I haven't really got to fish anything yet. Um, I fished uh, KBF on Pickwick, and that's about it. I fished the, the KBBT, so now I've got um, the Hobie on Pickwick, the Hobie on Sam Rayburn, the Hobie on Lacrosse, uh, maybe the Hobie on um, the Susky. Um, and then I've got some bass tournaments in there with bass on Pickwick and I can't even remember the other basses right now. I'm, I'm uh, you're packed, I'm, man. Yeah. I'm, this is going to be a, a packed second half of the year. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, haven't, I haven't got to do a whole lot. So I'm really gonna, I'm, I mean, I always seem to get a little burnout by the end of the year when I, I do so much. I won't be feeling that way this year cause I'm yeah. ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the year. Yeah, I bet after this whole COVID BS, you're ready to just put it on a fire aren't you yeah an exciting year to watch eric siddiqui i'm excited for you man i'm ready okay i'm ready that's scary (laughs) when you say that (laughs) oh my god folks thank you so much for listening to john graves kayak fishing i really appreciate it big shout out to american tackle can't wait to see my family down there at icast big shout out to lisa spear with caldwell banker thank you so much Uh, big shout out to uh yak gadget Man, personalize your kayak. Make it your own with Yak Gadget. Big shout out to Western Kentucky and Hang Outdoors and Kevin Frazier out there. Um, Eric, so long. Be safe. That auto mile. Beachmont's a rough place nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you. So long, everybody.